make sure that they know they can approach you with their feedback that will allow you to get a clearer picture. It reduces that ambiguity, give people more autonomy and connect with them on a deeper level because no one likes a leader who thinks that they know it all and we know we've all worked with people like that and they don't although they're not able to create a connection like some other people are and really you should be leading with that vulnerability in the first place open discussions about your mistakes I'm Andy Jones and welcome to the Hospitality Leadership Podcast, where it is my mission to help simplify leadership in hospitality. Join me as I explore insights and concepts to help you excel in the fast-paced world of hospitality leadership, from the latest industry trends to the best practices for managing teams, driving growth and making life much easier for you. We break things down into simple, step-by-step strategies that are actionable and help you lead your people and business with purpose. We help hospitality leaders like you balance the demands of their guests, their staff and their bottom line. Listen in as industry experts and successful leaders uncover their knowledge, experience and strategies they have used for success and gain insights to lead with excellence in the hospitality industry. Let's get started. Leadership is more than just a role. It's a journey based on your actions. It's a journey where every decision, every interaction shapes the path to success with your teams. And like every journey, it's always easier when you have a guide. I've felt the pressure, the challenge of building relationships and influence and teams and the intricacies of leading in the hospitality industry. I've been where you are. We know that each person, each moment requires a unique approach, and that's why our coaching services are centered around you. I believe that great leaders are not just born, they're crafted, honed, and with empathy, awareness, and communication skills, they can lead their people better. Whether you're a hospitality business owner, senior executive, or an aspiring leader, I'm here to help you navigate your dynamic leadership journey. We offer one-to-one virtual coaching sessions, group coaching, and even in-person workshops tailored exactly to your needs. Imagine being able to step back from the operational side of your business, build a vision that leads to more freedom, and above all, inspire those around you to share in that vision. Remember, leadership is a journey, so start yours today. Head to thecafehustle.com forward slash coaching call for a 45-minute free strategy session with me, and let's see what we can do together. So let's talk self-awareness. Today, we want to explore well, what I call my leadership chair, and that is... Uh, essentially a triangle of skills and abilities you need as a leader to be effective, to be, to make an impact in the workplace, wherever that is, whether you are office-based or in the restaurant, front of house, back of house, wherever you are, you need to implement the three legs of the leadership chair to be able to carry out your job effectively. Now, to sum up the three areas... We've got the people leadership, so that's your personal interactions with people, actively interacting with them. You've also got your organizational leadership because we have a business to lead or a group to lead wherever you sit in the hierarchy. We have some element of the organization, the business, to lead and take into a particular direction. And then the third leg is self-awareness because we cannot lead people if we aren't self-aware 
of ourselves and the actions we take and the impact that has. So it's a really important skill to have as a leader. Now, this isn't always true, but generally a lack of self-awareness often, not always, but often leads to bad leadership. And when I say bad leadership, I mean ineffective leadership, but also one that can destroy relationships and that connection that we need to have with people that erodes that trust. But really, when it comes to leading other people, all of our actions have an impact and we need to be aware of that impact. Because, you know, sometimes even as as a leader, you can come across too confident, you can look like you have poor judgment or an ability or an inability to learn from your mistakes. There's a whole range of ways that lack of self-awareness manifests itself in leaders. But really, if we aren't taking this seriously, because it is a crucial factor that defines how you behave and improve and show up in the workplace, there's not many people that actually do that and are self-aware and aware of the impact they have. One example I always share is if you are, as a leader, are showing up to work and one day you're in a great mood, but next you could be in the worst mood you've you've ever been in. That 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 becomes a problem when your people aren't sure of who's going to show up, as in what mood you're going to show up in from day to day that has a real impact on the morale has a real impact on the culture as well because before you even enter the building people are walking on eggshells waiting to see where you which way you've got out of bed in the morning and that again comes down to self-awareness if you are more aware of what impact or what your emotion is and what you're portraying has a big big impact on how well you can influence your people And we've spoken about vision before in the past and in the context of the overall organization or within your team. But as a leader, you need to have a vision for yourself. What's your identity? What do you want to come across as to your people? What do you think you come across to your people with? And what we need to do is measure the difference between that and actually what are you showing in terms of behaviors, what traits do you have which are different? <clears throat> You've got a gap there and we need to help move those two sides. One, your identity and your vision of your leadership and your actual behaviours. We need to move them closer together. So really a lot of this is done through journaling, through mindfulness as well. That can really help you tune into what you're doing day to day to see if there is anything that you pick up in the patterns or in that quiet thinking time that you have that you can adjust and change. This gap, we have to move it closer because what happens is over time, you could you, you could be setting yourself up to cause bigger issues in the future, but it also leads to blind spots. There's areas where you don't see, you can't uh, specifically pick up on what you're doing and what you're missing and you need to then rely on your team to pick up that slack so this is where a a conscious 
approach to self-awareness can really help you. And it's something I work a lot with our clients on is what is the reality of your leadership? Are you leading in the way that you think you are? And there's a lot of techniques and tools that we can do to check in with ourselves. And we'll get onto that a little bit later. Do you want to experience a whole new level of efficiency and convenience when it comes to creating your staff rosters? Creating and altering team schedules is now a breeze with Road to Cloud. In just seconds, you can generate comprehensive rosters that perfectly align with your business needs. Gone are the days of tedious manual work and spreadsheets and constant revisions. Road to Cloud puts the power back in your hands, allowing you to effortlessly manage your team's availability. Head over to thecafehustle.com forward slash road to cloud to start your free 30-day free trial and again we have spoken about culture a lot on the podcast and if you haven't got the idea of the point i make often is that culture is it beats everything else when it comes to leadership and performance in a business now what we want to do with culture in this instance in particular about how you can be more self-aware or or what can raise your awareness of some of the things that you do as a leader is it's establishing a culture of feedback. You should create, again, that psychologically safe workplace that we've spoken about many times where people can feel really comfortable giving you honest feedback. And if you aren't secure enough or if you feel like you can't take that that feedback, you need to have a look at your mindset and see what can you change to allow yourself to be open or at least deal with it better. I know personally, I struggle with it at home. In the workplace, it's a little bit different. Yes, you do get a bit of a dent in your in your ego, which personally I think we need to we we should be controlling our ego. But at home, it seems to hurt a lot more and I don't know why that is personally but it is hard to deal with and I'm working on that every single time that Steph has something you know makes me aware of something that I don't know that I'm doing so again it is a very difficult process and whether it gets easier over time it's for you to find out. Certainly it did for me in the workplace because when I was younger and you you didn't want to be criticised, you're doing a great job at the end of the day or you seem, or at least you thought you were. And even if you are still doing a great job, there doesn't mean that there isn't areas where you can improve still. So always have that mindset. But when it comes to your team, make sure that they know they can approach you with their feedback that will allow you to get a clearer picture. It reduces that ambiguity, give people more autonomy and connect with them on a deeper level because no one likes a leader who thinks that they know it all. And we know we've all worked with people like that and they don't, they're not able to create a connection like some other people are. And really you should be leading with that vulnerability in the first place. Open discussions about your mistakes your feelings, all these things can be shared, but you have to build that culture, that psychologically safe space, that culture that accepts vulnerability. And when we do that, we do connect deeper with people. Now, how can we go about taking taking action on 
these sorts of things. So, for example, I've mentioned journaling. So write down what impact you had on someone today, whether it's positive or negative, why you thought that was. Reflect back on how you felt through the day. Is there anything that stuck out? There's loads of loads of uh, resources on, on the internet that will allow you to get some prompts to start generating a consistent journal. I know my personal journal at the minute is very much around leadership and it's something we're going to be bringing to you actually in the very near future that you can use our, our own leadership mastery journal. But we're not quite there yet. But really by sitting down and spending this time to explore what you done in a day or what interactions you had and how they went and interpreting body language that you again as a leader you need to be reading body language it's a really it's a great tell when you're communicating with someone but what were people's body language like when you were delivering a message say or a or a particular instruction or I don't know. You'll understand the context more than I will. You know, I've not, I can't see what you're doing every day. But you know, from my point of view, it's about how you reflect and can adapt and overcome the challenges that we've got in front of us. So that's a great step. Again, mindfulness is really good. Like I like to do mine before I journal. That can give you a bit more clarity. You can explore different areas of of what you are as a leader in that time that opens up other doors almost when it comes to journaling. So always try and see if you can calm that mind, clear that mind before you get into journaling as as an activity. But also, again, like we mentioned before, align your identity and your your gaps and this is off the back of the journal and the mindfulness, I highlight those differences to allow you to create a plan to address them. That's the important thing of this. We don't want to just come out of the back of this and say, oh yeah, um, um, I've got blind spots here, here, and here. We need to actually create a plan. How can you address it? What triggers are there? Or what, what things happen in the workplace that connect to that habit that you are turning to as a, as a behavior trait so that's another thing one thing i will highlight as being a great resource as well or a great tool is 360 degree feedback and this is all about gathering anonymous feedback about you as a leader from the people that you lead your colleagues and also your superiors as well we need to get them into the mix because they have interactions with you as well but it's all about providing you with an insight into different people's perspectives on you as a leader and your performance ultimately that's what we want to that's what we want to get to and also and we mentioned it a few times but coaching as well i know I offer coaching. It's probably one of the biggest, the biggest development processes we go with leaders, certainly early on in our relationship. And it's about how we can help you explore the traits and the patterns that we notice as coaches and to direct you more importantly, to direct you to the solutions to them much quicker and if you are able and you might be able to do this with someone in your workplace especially if you've got a coaching program internally start working with your coach explore the areas 
that you believe are your blind spots. And many a time, what you think is a blind spot isn't a blind spot. It's more around understanding. But from a self-awareness point of view, there are areas that really do come out in coaching and we can address them in a much quicker time, in a much more efficient way. So that's always another option. If you can if you can work with a coach, do that. If you can, if you can spare the time, it's a great investment in in your development as a leader, but also in the performance of the business off the back of it. But I hope these have, have helped you. I don't know if it's something that you will ever fix as an overnight. You don't ever get a quick win. I think journaling can be really powerful. Obviously, coaching is extremely powerful in terms of highlighting and addressing those self-awareness gaps and all your gaps actually around that leadership chair, those three points of of performance when it comes to you being a leader. So again, any questions you've got off the back of this, drop me an email at andy at thecafehustle.com. I would love to get to know you as one of our listeners. I don't really get to interact with too many of our listeners often. So this is your call to action today. Drop me an email, andy at thecafehustle.com. I want to know who you are, where you're from, where you fit into an organization. I'd love to get started or get started on a conversation with you and find out more about what you do. But more importantly, I want to thank you for being one of our listeners and for spending this time with us. You know, we're three times a week here and a lot of people can tell from the numbers, a lot of people are joining us three times a week. So thank you for that. It's always a good indicator that you're getting some value from this. So ultimately, that's what I want to do. And that's what I want to carry on doing. So listen, thank you so much. I hope you've had a great start to your week. And I look forward to welcoming you back on the next episode of the Hospitality Leadership Podcast. Thank you.